Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareka. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, cview1111 at gmail.com, or visit our website, cview1111.net. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. The Message of the Cosmos by Don Belk. Don's love of astrology began as a young girl reading her grandparents' former's almanac, and it never stopped. She has 30-plus years of study as an astrologer, is a master herbalist, and is currently enrolled in a medical astrology program. She specializes in evolutionary and karmic astrology, with the intent of discovering and stepping into your soul purpose. She is a content writer and reader for the Astrometrix website and app. Today, we invite you to join Dawn on a journey through the stars as she enlightens us about how the energy is represented and how they affect our lives and our world. Learn to listen to the energetic messages sent in order to aid us in our journey. You'll listen about the current world situation and how the planets and placements have influence and what is occurring globally. We will take a look at upcoming transits and aspects in order to prepare for the rapid cosmic changes hear the discussion about what we can expect in the future and how to prepare ourselves. And now, let's bring Dawn to the show. Um, before that, if you want to contact Dawn, the best way is to find her on her Facebook on a page, The Dawn of Astrology. You can email her 
at littledbelk at gmail.com or contact her um, on her phone, 803-517-4334. Now let's bring Dawn to the show. Hey, Dawn. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Claudia. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Well, I really want to thank you for bringing what is going to be a fantastic information. You know, one of the things that most of our listeners um, are now listening is how much astrology is uh, has an impact in our lives. And we have been listening to astrologers talking about changes and things and getting together into what the transformation is happening right now. But do you think, Dawn, that you as an astrologer thought it was going to be what it is? Honestly, Claudia, um, I thought it was going to be a little uh, more catastrophic than what we're currently uh, experiencing, if you can believe that. So, um, I'm a little relieved, um, and what I'm talking about is the energy of, of 2020. And so uh, I believe that, you know, everything is divinely orchestrated, and 2020 is a catalyst year for change and very, very doable in terms of us uh, successfully navigating it and moving into a better form of existence, you know, as, as humanity. So I'm kind of relieved that it didn't pan out um, based on the astrological influences and conjunctions and occurrences that happened back in December and January. Um, I'm relieved that it didn't turn out to be more of like a natural disaster, catastrophic event. Um, so I feel very hopeful. I think it's um, it's going to be a very exciting future for all of us once we get through 2020. So, you know, everything in the world um, has energy, has a frequency of existence. You know, whether we're human beings, um, our planet, our skies, our galaxies, um, universe, multiverses, you know, throughout ages, astronomers and astrologers, we've mapped these frequencies and these energies and these cycles. And we can use them as a tool, you know, a guide to help us. Um, and so astrology maps the position of these planets and, and the energy emitted and the effects um, that it has had throughout the ages on us and on, on, as human beings and on our world. And just like all the other spiritual modalities, there are parallels in all of them. Um, we investigate the elements in astrology, such as air, fire, earth, water, um, and even your fixed, immutable, and cardinal modalities. I have found that astrology really parallels with so many uh, spiritual uh, practices, whether it's um, sound healing or uh, working with like Reiki and chakras or uh, meditation or yoga because they all tap into a frequency. And so what we're really tapping into uh, with astrology is, is the frequency of the cosmos and the message that that energy is delivering to us. And so, you know, for us, um, dealing with that in astrology as astrologers not only do you know you have all of those uh elements of parallel but you also have 
you know, the the divine feminine and the divine masculine and the light and the dark and the yin and the yang and even all the way down the sacred geometry is represented throughout astrology. And so essentially, it's you know, it's the goal of us in our human existence uh, to find a balance with all of this, within all of the energy of the cosmos, and, and know that we're not just, you know, puppets. We, we are somehow able to co-create uh, by tapping into this and using the resources at hand, the knowledge of the transits, the messages that they deliver, and the energy that we feel as a result of these planets in our skies. And, you know, make informed decisions, you know, based on history, based on knowledge, and based on how we feel that energy within ourselves, how we notice the frequency that we're in. I'm sure all of us, um, everyone in the world right now notices a certain energy of 2020. It's a very, it's a very heavy energy. Uh, there's a lot of very extreme heavy things occurring and they are catalysts for change. And as human beings, sometimes we don't do so well with change. You know, we get very comfortable in the norm. And sometimes we forget that change is often for the better and will take us to a place that's not exactly the norm, but we learn to get comfortable with better over time. And so it's really important, you know, that if we just pay attention um, to the messages that the universe provides to us and uh, we utilize these these specific tools, um, these frequencies, these energies, these patterns, and then um, we use them, you know, as an aid in navigating our lives, we can overcome some of the difficulties and the challenges and ultimately they propel us on our soul's path, you know, as we journey through this lifetime. And the ultimate goal um, is evolutionary growth. You know, we don't want to stay a repressed person. We don't want to stay a repressed society or culture or world. And so I don't think it would be um, far-fetched to say all of us know that some things need to change in our world. And the universe has an amazing way of um, forcing that change when we refuse to do it ourselves. You know, if we don't take care of our planet, you know, we'll be forced to take care of it. And I think that's kind of where we have... Uh, ended up as a human race is in a position where spirit, source, the universe, whatever that higher power is to you, um, is really sending a message. And and the way that I have seen that that work is those messages are sent initially subtly, very subtly. And um, if we continue to ignore them, the messages will continue to grow in magnitude until we have no other choice but to hear them. And so that is really what has happened now. And so I just want to kind of talk about uh, 2020, how we got to where we're at and some of the signs that astrology gave that uh, was able to forecast or give us an idea of what was to come. Um, and kind of take a look at what it means, what the message is, and then what we have uh, to look forward to for the rest of the year. We're in July. We're, we're at this very wonderful point right now where we're kind of in the middle and we have a little reprieve, a little breather of time right now. So um, it's a really good time for us to just kind of stop, pause, look at where we're at, where, we're, where we've been, and where we're going. So 
excuse me, <clears throat> all of this was initiated really back in December, December 25th, Christmas Eve of 2019. So we had a new moon solar eclipse in Capricorn on Christmas Eve. And that, um, that solar eclipse new moon, it opened a gateway, you know, a powerful new energy for this new year. And it really was that initiatory um, catalyst for the change that we're experiencing right now. And let me just start with saying Capricorn, which uh, is a sign that a lot of the astrological transits and aspects have been occurring in. Um, Capricorn represents our structures of everyday functioning in society. It represents our our government and our our operating as far as um, where we go to shop and where we go to church and where we go to school, where we go to bank, where we go to do any of our legal um, action, like going to court. So Capricorn really is like it controls the government, the police department. So it's the, the structures of operating in our daily society. And so as you can see, that's where... Uh, we have been affected, our daily lives. Everything uh, is being changed, is being dismantled. And there's a reason for that, you know. Um, I think we all know that it's been unbalanced for quite some time. There's been this underlying uh, manipulation of, of power that has not been very equalitarian. And so this is what we consider a paradigm shift. And and we hear that term. And what that really means is, you know, it's shifting into a totally new era. And so this was initiated in December. And when we had this new moon, um, solar eclipse in Capricorn, and an eclipse, keep in mind, it's just a powerful lunation, whether it's a new moon, full moon. An eclipse does just that. It eclipses uh, something major out of our lives, all right? And so uh, this opened this gateway in the early degrees um, of Capricorn. The moon was there right next to Jupiter. Jupiter is the great uh, benefic. It's a very beneficial, the most beneficial planet in um, our solar system, and it expands. It's a true seeker. It's the planet associated with luck and abundance. And so in December, in this new moon, the moon was right there in the early degrees of Capricorn, right next to Jupiter, and it was in a trine, a very harmonious um, aspect. A trine is almost like a holy trinity. It's shaped like a triangle, a pyramid, and it harnesses energy in a very positive way. And so it was trying to the wild card Uranus. And I'm throwing that in there because Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. And we are, as a people, um, as a race, as a, a world, moving into the age of Aquarius, a very humanitarian, equalitarian time. And so here's this ruler of Aquarius, the age that we're moving towards. And Uranus is currently and was at the time um, of disinitiation and will be for quite some time, it is currently transiting the sign of Taurus, the earth sign of Taurus. I think that's very significant because Uranus represents 
radical innovation. It sees the future. It's much like an Aquarius. If you know anyone who's an Aquarius, they are a very futuristic, unorthodox, out-of-the-box thinker. And so this ruler of Aquarius, um, Uranus, really is a revolutionary um, energy. It's, it's someone, some, some power that sees the future, that knows um, where this is headed. It's also associated with electromagnetic current, um, like you see with volcanoes and um, earthquakes, so literal uh, eruptions and, you know, implied eruptions. Um, for example, eruptions in society, eruptions in government. And so Uranus is usually like the wild card, the unexpected. And yet here it is sitting in the sign of Taurus, the earth sign, the most grounded earth sign. And this is really a message from the cosmos to our earth that some things have to change in order for us to even have a future, right? Okay, and so that's why I mentioned that about um, this trying to Jupiter, uh, from Jupiter to Uranus. And so, um, you know, when this happened um, in the beginning of December or end of December, beginning of January, um, it was adding more weight to what was already going on in Capricorn. So Pluto and Saturn were already in the sign of Capricorn. Pluto is the lord of the underworld. It, um, it is the occult, the hidden, what is in the dark and is not in the light, okay? And Pluto is a great, great catalyst for transformation because it dissolves. It dissolves everything so that the dark is brought to light. And so Pluto's here in Capricorn. And then Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn, was right there with Pluto. And Saturn is the lord of karma, father time. Saturn is often considered our rules and restrictions. But also Saturn is a form of structure and stability and accountability, you know, Saturn is that energy that says, you know, uh, stay between the lines, follow uh, the speed limit, not because you don't want to get a ticket, but because you don't want to have an accident and you want to stay safe, right? It's not about avoiding um, uh, any kind of consequences. It's about getting somewhere in the most effective way possible so that we can remain safe and functional and lasting over a long time. So Saturn is that father time energy. And so in Capricorn, we have Saturn and Pluto there. They were already there. And then um, this um, trine to Uranus and Jupiter close by. And the sun was there with Mercury at that time. And, you know, Mercury is a personal planet. And sun is definitely a personal planet. The sun is our core self, our ego. And so the sun um, merged, it had a conjunction with Pluto, this lord of the underworld and all that was hidden. And this began that great transformation that is now occurring. And then what happened was on January 12th of 2020, this past year, um, we had an initiation of this Capricorn stellium with the sun and Pluto and Mercury Saturn and Jupiter really close by, and Jupiter moved in to join this uh, brigade of planets. This is a stellium. What a stellium is is when you have three or more planets 
and or a luminary, meaning the sun or the moon, all in one sign in one house. And in this case, it's all happening in the sign of Capricorn. Now, keep in mind, Capricorn is our daily structures, our operating systems in our world, you know, our banking and governing systems, specifically the most important that are being affected are those two. Uh, But it's affecting everything. You know, we're not going to school how we used to go to school. We're not going to church the way we used to go to church. We're not working the way we used to work. It's changing. It's transforming. And it's shocking. However, you know, we we are birthing a new world. And the birthing process is often messy. And It is not comfortable, and it's painful, and it's really, really worth it. And so on January the 12th, these planets started to kind of move together and create this energy. And January 12th, we had this Capricorn stellium with the sun and Pluto um, conjunct. And the sun and Pluto, Pluto the lord of the underworld, and the sun, our star, our core self, they had not met up in the sign of Capricorn our societal structures of operating since Martin Luther broke away from the Catholic church, like over 500 years ago. So when we say this is a paradigm shift that we're in, it's the truth. It's not embellishing. This is something that we will read about. Our grandkids will read about future um, generations will read about uh, in history books or online, whatever our history books are then This is a change just like that time 500 years ago. And so we've had this rule for the past 500 years in our world, this patriarchy rule. And, you know, patriarchy patriarchy is defining the father and matriarchy, the mother. And so, you know, we think of this as this masculine rule. And what has happened over this um, past 500 years in our society has really started to be corrupt and be a a manipulation or mishandling and abuse of that power. And we see that with the extremes in our world, you know, with the great poverty and, and the inequality and whether it's our wage and um, what we uh, are able to do for others. So as society, so we have these very, very wealthy societies, groups and systems and families that really rule everything. And that's very Capricorn energy. It's that, it's that status symbol that uh, they're very focused, that Capricorn energy, they're very focused on the economy and on money and the, and the, what we have, you know, as a, as a form of power. Right. And so with this change, this conjunction um, of the sun and Pluto that had not occurred in Capricorn in over 500 years, it really set the stage for this big shift that, that's in play right now that we're currently going through. And um, so Pluto in this process, you know, Pluto purges. It, it brings the dark into light. And I think we've seen that, you know, in the news, in our government, in the higher-ups, in the big names that maybe, you know, they were able to get away with these things for so long, for decades and decades and hundreds and hundreds of years. And now we've um, started to see that dismantle and these things are being brought to light. And this abuse of power, you know, they're kind of getting caught with their, their hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, because 
as a society and as an energy, you know, uh, an energy of love, which I believe we are, we're all sourced from, it's a time to say that that's, that dark energy of, of power abuse, it, it's no longer okay. And not only is it destroying us as a people, it's destroying our very planet, you know, and our resources. And there has to be a change if we want to go on. And so 2020 is this year, this catalyst for change. And so Pluto purges everything, and the sun shines a light on all of that, on the dark. And now Jupiter, the great benefic uh, planet of luck and abundance, you know, has joined in these planets in Capricorn and expanded this process, this dismantling of the past. And so fast forward to now, we're in July. On July the 15th, um, the sun moved 180 degrees. 180 degrees to face off with Pluto again in an opposition. So this is a theme that's reoccurring um, throughout the year, these deep, dark, transformative energies bringing things to light. And as we move into the second half of July, you know, we have some personal planets at play. So when we're talking about the planets, these big outer planets like uh, Pluto and Saturn and, and, and Jupiter, they are the outer planets. They're big. They move slower. And they represent themes, like a theme of 2020. And then we have our personal planets, our interpersonal relationships in life, our everyday activities. And that's Mercury, Venus, Mars, the sun. And because they orbit the sun uh, quicker, their orbit uh, goes faster uh, than the outer planets, that affects our daily lives. And so in addition to all of these big outer planets in Capricorn and this dismantling energy, we have some things going on with our personal planets. And Mercury just finished a retrograde, right? And it's been in the sign of Cancer, which defines the great mother, the nurturer ruled by the moon. And um, that has really been a sign of our voice, you know, our voice of compassion for humanity and nurturing one another. Very symbolic placement there in, in Cancer. And um, Venus, our planet that rules all of our values, um, just finished its retrograde, right? And so our values have been shifting. Uh, we've had an enormous amount of retrogrades this year, an enormous amount of eclipses. We um, are experiencing the maximum amount of eclipses that can uh, occur in a calendar year this year. We've had much uh, longer uh, transits of key planets of our personal planets like Mars. We've had a lot of retrogrades at one time. We've had six planets in retrograde for a long time. Right now, I believe there are five. And so the two personal planets that just finished their retrograde are Venus, you know, the goddess of love that rules our values, and Mercury, our voice, the way our messenger planet, the way we communicate our messages. And so they started to move forward, and that's, that's where we're at right now in July. So some of these planets are starting to come out of retrograde. Well, let's just talk about what a retrograde 
means and why we've had so many this year. A retrograde is what I call a divine pause for the cause. And so we're all pretty familiar with Mercury retrograde because it rules communication. And when when Mercury is in retrograde, that communication breaks down and affects everything from how we communicate electronically to travel to um, just our voice, our communications with, with one another one-on-one. And so when we have a retrograde, it allows us to, to slow down. And it's that retro, the RE, the, the, the review, the revisit, um, the revise, the revamp, the redo. And so what a retrograde is, is it's a period that allows us to slow down and kind of take a look back into the past and really learn those lessons so that we know how to move forward. It's, it's a great, great opportunity um, given to us to really get to the heart of the matter. And so we've had so many planets in retrograde uh, this year all at one time. And as a matter of fact, the big players in Capricorn, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto are in retrograde um, right now and will be for a little while longer. So they're not all going to start breaking up and moving forward until September, okay? And so this time right now between uh, July and September, we have a little bit of time to make a little bit of progress. And um, so that's what a retrograde is. It's, it's when we have a time for reviewing the past. So that so that it comes back up for a reason, you know, so we can learn from it, so we can do things differently, right? And so um, this energy um, of Jupiter, the planet of rapid expansion conjuncting Pluto, this is also something that's happened throughout the year. Jupiter is a truth seeker, and it expands everything it touches. And its ultimate goal is luck and abundance. And it has had a conjunction, meaning exactly on top of where they become one. Um, it is, she, if she can hear me, I hope you can hear me, Claudia. Claudia, can you hear me? I'm not sure if Claudia yes, can hear me. Done. Okay, just making sure. All right, and so what I wanted to say about Jupiter conjunct Pluto is, you know, remember Pluto is that lord of the underworld, the dark and the hidden, and it's conjuncting this very um, benevolent planet, this lucky planet, and this is occurring three times this year, very big energy, big planet, Jupiter is a big planet, and so this is a dismantling process with Pluto, right, so Pluto purges, purges the dark. This happened um, for the first time in April. April the 4th uh, was the first conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto. And then it happened again on June the 30th, not too long ago. And then we will have a third and final conjunction of Jupiter and Pluto on November the 12th. Very important because these are all happening in Capricorn and there's more to come. There's a lot tied in with COVID and what's going on this year because Pluto also rules viruses, okay, and Jupiter expands everything it touches. So if you can see that relationship there, okay, so this is the expansion of, of this purging process, right? 
And so on April the 4th, it's um, 25 degrees of Capricorn, June 30th um, also. And um, then again in November, you know, we will have this um, conjunction again. And so what this is doing is it's, one, it's probably going to expand the virus again, okay, on a very literal literal term. Let's just look at it like that. So Pluto rules the underworld, the hidden, also rules petroleum, consequently, and it rules viruses. And then Jupiter expands everything it touches. So I believe that, you know, we will see a peak again in, in the COVID issue again in November. And uh, my personal opinion, it's not opinion, it's, it's an educated um, decision that I've come to by studying the transits, is that um, the COVID um, scare and process will fade out by the end of the year. But it is going to get worse um, before it gets better, all right? And so... What happens is this process is um, it helps us take a look at like the root causes, the things that need to change uh, with Pluto. It's it's a regeneration of a possibility, a renewal of our vision, right? And so you might notice in your own personal life if you if you know your chart, if you can look at where. Jupiter is transiting in your chart or where it is in your natal chart, it's more than likely like the area that's being expanded in your life. And um, look at Capricorn in your chart to see where this um, transformation is occurring, meaning what house in your chart, right? Um, so Venus is going to station direct by the, um, it's already stationed direct, Mercury stationed direct. Venus and Mercury will be out of their shadow phase um, by the end of July. All right. And so July 1st, Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn, moved back into Capricorn. Uh, Saturn had briefly moved into Aquarius and uh, then moved back into Capricorn to sign it rules, okay? And then July 5th, which just occurred this month, we had a lunar eclipse at 13 degrees of Capricorn. This was a south node eclipse, um, meaning the south node of the moon, and it is associated with our karmic past. And so it, it represented a connection to our past. Remember, an eclipse is always something that we want to uh, eclipse, remove from our lives. And so on July 5th, with this lunar eclipse in Capricorn, it really was another uh, repeating theme, uh, message from the cosmos asking us to take a look at the past and see what must be removed, right, in our daily structures. What do we need to let go of in order to do things differently, right? And so that was the lunar eclipse, um, July 5th. And Saturn was at 13 degrees of Capricorn, uh, exactly where it was during this eclipse back in January of 2019. Um, Jupiter was at 13 degrees of Capricorn in February. And so these things have happened at the same points in the same sign this year repeatedly uh, to, to give us a message to say, hey, we're coming back to this point. We're, we're bringing our attention back here in the sign of Capricorn where our daily structures are to help us take a look at what must be released, what we must let go of, what has to change, right? And so um, as 
as this is happening, you know, Pluto began really transforming um, an area of our life and our world permanently by exposing um, this manipulation of power. And it started to crumble, you know, crumbling the structures represented by Capricorn. Capricorn is an old energy. It's like a very rigid energy. It's um, the structures throughout time, like the the historical buildings, if you think about an old uh, government building or an old museum, you know, it's like that old, strong structural energy, right? And it's what we've been used to, but it's it's what must be released because it has become, um, I was going to say perverted. That sounds like a really strong adjective, but we really do have a perversion of our structures in society. And I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, no matter what your religious, political, uh, moral um, conviction is, there is a perversion of society of our structures of operating. And I think that's something we can all agree on. And so these crumb, these structures are crumbling. All of these uh, planets coming together and going back to hit these same points over and over to remind us of our past and what we don't want to repeat um, are for a reason. And so in Capricorn, it's asking us um, to let go of that. And then, you know, Saturn moved in and asked us to to make a commitment, like to get responsible about showing up and, and creating new permanent structures in a new way, uh, a new way of operating, right? And uh, Saturn really is that. It's, it's new roles. It's like the new ruler in town. Um, and so with, with Saturn, yes, it is going to be rules and restrictions, but in the mix that it's in, I do believe that better form of operating. Okay. And so, and then Jupiter in this expanded this whole process, you know, and it's, it's goal. Just keep in mind with Jupiter is this dismantling is ultimately to bring us into a place of abundant living as a, as a society, all right? And so all these planets are in, in retrograde right now in Capricorn. Jupiter's been in retrograde in Capricorn for five months since May. Um, so it's saying, like, you know, let's, let's get going. So Jupiter is in the sign of Capricorn, which rules, you know, our daily structures of banking and operating and business, right, how we conduct business. And Jupiter started out in May and said, hey, let's go back and let's look at how we can build some more business. Let's get going. Let's expand. And then Pluto stepped in and said, no, no, we're not going to do that. And COVID hit and business stopped, right? And then Saturn um and retrograde is like the life lessons from the past. We must move through. We must review. We must master in order to do it differently moving forward so we don't repeat this. And so we will have the third and final uh, Pluto conjunction occurring on November the 12th. Very interesting. So if you think about this third and final almost sign of the cosmos, sign of the universe, Pluto-Jupiter conjunction. Uh, I believe that will be the last and final um, big burst of the COVID spread. 
and then I believe it will taper out. But it is to teach us a lesson. People say that this has been a global pandemic, and I really personally have likened this to uh, this year, COVID, being a pandemic of the spirit. It has really allowed us to stop and review our lives and what we really value. You know, during this pandemic occurrence and this global uh, quarantine and shutdown, uh, we've had Venus, which rules our values, retrograde. Mercury, which rules our voice, retrograde. And so this has been a time, a pandemic of of the spirit, where we have really been able to, through these retrogrades of these personal planets, review our values. And I would, you know, easily say that most of our values have shifted. There's nothing like what we are experiencing to really make us as a a society question what's really important or realize what's really important. Things uh, come into perspective in a time like this. And so our values have shifted, I'm sure. I know mine personally have. And, you know, our voice and what we're speaking for has shifted. And um, what's really important has become very evident, you know, in our lives. And so that really is is the message of this time of shutdown. And so during um, the rest of the year, what's going to happen is all that was started on January the 12th um, with these conjunctions um, will hit again in November, November 12th. And it's going to be a time of an adjustment of the integration that was initiated. You know, by now we should have a better understanding of how to work with the energies of change. These things have happened slowly through a time of a lot of retrogrades, a time when um, we have been able to slowly integrate into our psyches, you know, um, the changes that are happening. And it's allowed us to swallow some, some pretty big pills, right? And so by November, um, as we get through this last burst of the COVID um, spread, I think that we will really start to see that, you know, we do need Saturn's presence. We do need some new uh, parameters. We do need some new structures and maybe uh, some new rules. I don't even want to say rules, but some guidelines. You know, we do need that in a new way. Now, let me just mention here another really big thing through this since we're talking about the personal planets. Mars, our big personal planet. Um, Mars is the planet of war, the red planet. It's a big play right now because it has just moved into its sign of of Aries. And it will be there for an extremely long time, normally only six weeks. Um, Now it's going to be there for six months. Mars transited through the sign of Pisces right before he moved into his home sign of Aries, okay? And so Pisces is a a very uh, mystical water sign, a very spiritual, emotional sign. And Neptune, the ruler of Pisces, has been transiting in Pisces. And so Mars, as it moved through Pisces, underwent this spiritual initiation in the waters of Pisces before he moved into his home sign. And a lot of astrologers have said the energy of Mars and Pisces is like Mars, which represents our drive and our physical stamina and our ambition um, as drowning in the waters of Pisces. And I do not see it like that at all. I feel like Mars, which is our ego drive, 
Mars rules Aries. Aries is the first sign of self, who I am, what I want, what I'm going to do. It's our go, right? Our do. Um, Mars went through Pisces and received almost a baptism of spirit. It was like a shamanic journey through that sign before he stepped into his home sign. And so we're, um, you know, experiencing that drive from a spiritually initiated personal planet. And so I believe that our drive as a person, as a society has taken on a deep spiritual um, energy and influence. And as Mars spends the next six months, the next uh, six months of the year, the last half of this year of 2020, we really are uh, being prompted and asked to be spiritually driven um, within ourselves, the sign of self, to do things differently, right? And so What's happening in Mars is that um, we're being shown that we can heal with confidence, uh, with many heavenly alignments during this um, tremendous time of change on our planet. Um, A spiritually initiated Mars in its home sign of Aries um, is really connected um, with how we want to move forward in our action and staying in the higher mind, the higher vibration of spirit, the higher vibration of self. And I say that because not everybody chooses to operate in a higher vibration. You know, we have free will. And that Mars influence is where we're seeing a lot of that um, angry energy, that agitated energy. And it's really easy um, to slip into that. So something just really uh, we want to be mindful of is not engaging in that lower vibration of self, that lower vibration of that Mars energy of our drive and what we are driven to do. Um, so really uh, be mindful of staying in the highest vibration of that spiritually initiated drive with Mars and Pisces. And so Chiron, which represents our wounded healer, is also in Aries and um, will be there till 2025. And so Mars, our drive and our will, is making these conjunctions with our wounded healer, our own personal wound, um, throughout the next six months. And I really believe this is just a divine opportunity for self-healing and self-preparation moving forward. Uh, it's very interesting that it's normally a six-week um, placement of this transit, and it's going to be six months. It's just uh, a reverberation over and over and over of these extended periods of time to review and to heal before we move forward and to shift and to adjust, right? Um, And so Chiron's like our sacred healer, and it's really the, the calming infusion of that more aggressive Mars so if we can tap into that energy, then we can avoid um, engaging in those explosive, like, warring energies during this time of chaos around us. It, it is a very uh, chaotic time. You know, chaos is just the result of our minds not knowing where to focus, right? And so with all the chaos around us and for those that, you know, exert their their human right of free will and choose to operate in the lower vibration, you know, um, knowing where to our focus, if we, if we don't engage in that and if we hang on 
to hope, you know, that we remain plugged in to faith. With that faith and hope, um, we can stay in that higher vibration. And it's a faith that there's, there's a divine design and plan here and play here and that we're lovingly guided and lovingly supported throughout this. And so this year, you know, just to kind of sum this up, I know we're getting close to time, but this year began with a union between Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn. And it ends with a conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. You know, we're moving into Aquarius. Um, And with Jupiter conjunct Pluto three times in between this. And this conjunction, a conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn, um, will occur on December 21st of this year, of 2020. And that is really defining the astrological event of the year, a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter expands. Saturn is our new rules in place. So after November, when we have the last conjunction of Pluto, uh, the purging, with Jupiter. Then on December 21st, we will have a conjunction with Saturn, the new rules, and Jupiter expanding that. And so hopefully by that time, we will all be working a little more intently on creating a new future with some new parameters and some new guidelines that support us individually and collectively um, in ways that will be lasting and will serve our planet and will serve one another and will be uh, much more qualitarian in form and much more humanitarian. And so on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn um, will have this uh, communion that will really establish a new era. And as Jupiter and Saturn unite, they're uniting in air signs in the sign of Aquarius. Keep in mind, Aquarius is ruled by Taurus, and Taurus, I'm sorry, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, and Uranus is transiting Taurus. So the ruler of this air sign where Jupiter and Saturn are uniting at the end of this year on December 21st, they're uniting in the air intellectual, humanitarian, equalitarian sign of Aquarius, a sign that intellectually knows and understands that we have to do things differently. And the ruler of Aquarius is transiting Taurus and will be there for another five years. It's really saying, um, Taurus, this earth sign, how are we going to do things differently for our earth, for our planet, for humanity, for ourselves? moving forward. And that really, really is um, the expression moving into 2021. So this era, this era of Jupiter and Saturn uniting in the intellectual air sign of Aquarius, um, this era will continue until 2159, okay, the year 2159. So it's a long era that we're getting ready to move into. In 2020, This year of chaos has really provided us time to prepare for that, time to really um, engage in that healing of ourself with Chiron and Mars and to initiate our spiritual drive and to review the past and to purge what no longer serves us individually and what no longer 
serves us collectively and come together with some new ideas operating from a higher vibration of love, not engaged in that combative energy war, but of unity and of quality and creating um, a planet that takes care of our earth and is self-sustaining and doesn't abuse the resources um, so that we'll have resources in the future. And this, um, this era, you know, is, is under the influence of Pluto on top of Jupiter and Saturn, Pluto the great dissolver. And it will dredge up um, over the next several um, several years from now until 2159. Pluto on top of Jupiter and Saturn um, will really dredge up the deep, dark issues um, of our societal structures. And it does that because these structures are in need of innovative reform, right? And so um, Uranus in particular in the sign of Taurus is that innovative um, futuristic idea that allows us to do things differently. And so if we will just um, stay in that mind frame of moving towards the future um, as, as a unified people, as a unified um, source of love, then um, we'll be able to see that even though these deep, dark issues, these societal structures that need to be um, reformed, um, that and this this is the systematic oppression you know in our society, especially the things that will come up will be areas that need to be reformed in the area of economics and um, societal oppression. you know those are coming up because we need we need to move through them as a people and as a race, and so the cosmos is sending a very uh, definitive message. Uh, we are being given the time to prepare. We are being given the time to align. We are being given the time to release the past and formulate a plan for the future. Um, And we are being given the time this year to pause, to um, rest so that we can rejuvenate ourselves and be prepared spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and start to heal on an individual level so that we can Um, move together healing as a community, as our tribe, you know, as our country, as our world, and on into, you know, the universes and the multiverses and the cosmos, because we are all connected, you know, we're all connected through a frequency, and I really hope that we all choose to operate and be connected in the frequency of love, you know, because that is the most healing frequency available to us, and it is available The signs are there, and we can use them as a navigation tool um, to prepare us to look at how things have played out in the past and to prepare us for what's coming in the future, to realize what didn't work and to learn how to do things that will work. And so if you have any questions on how these um, aspects and these um, signs, for example, Capricorn, the area of structures that are being dismantled, how that falls into your chart personally. I would be glad to take a look at that and work with you individually. Um, you can reach me on the links provided. You can always reach out to me. And I know this is a, a difficult time for a lot of people economically as well. And so I'm, of course, honoring a sliding scale throughout the rest of the year um, because I want anyone who 
is seeking help to be able to utilize the divinely God-giving, God-giving gifts of um, astrology to navigate our personal chart and our personal lives. So if I can help anyone with that, um, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And I'll be glad to do that. And I'll continue to post every um, new moon and full moon a video describing the transits. And daily, I, I do post uh, a daily um, aspect forecast, kind of telling us what's going on with the energies daily and how we can best navigate that. And it's truly my passion, you know, my passion and honestly my pleasure to be able to provide these tools for other people. I use them in my life daily to help me navigate in the most successful way possible, reaching my sole purpose in abundance. And um, also it just keeps us, you know, from knowing we're not crazy and knowing that uh, things change and um, emotions of past. And um, so it's a wonderful, wonderful tool, a divinely orchestrated uh, tool to navigate um, the energies and to navigate the difficulties. And so I hope that you all will utilize that for your own self and really get to know your own personal chart and learn how the transits not only affect us um, generally as a society, but even uh, tweaking it and getting down to the nitty gritty of how they specifically um, affect us in our personal chart. That's how you find that out. It's really uh, studying and getting to know your placements and your personal chart. And it's just a wonderful tool that can, can aid in that. And so if you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And our Claudia, she'll be glad to um, connect you with me. And uh, do you have any questions or anything for me, Claudia? Well, I just wanted to mention that um, the best way to follow you and your writings is through Facebook, correct? Through your page, The Dawn of Astrology, or to befriend you at uh, Dawn Belt on Facebook? Correct. Mm -hmm. You do not have a website now, right, or do you? No, I do all my blogging on uh, the Dawn of Astrology on my Facebook page. I also uh, at the Dawn of Astrology on Instagram. Uh, I post very similar things on Instagram, usually a shorter version. Also, if you want to get a larger story of the transits, you can follow my writing on astromatrix.com or download their app. Um, and so I am a contributing writer to that. And also I do readings, personal readings, and you can book through me personally or you can book through Astromatrix. And so, yeah, I, um, I write a lot of articles and I post it in blog format on my astrology page on Facebook, The Dawn of Astrology. And so you can contact me there or contact me personally. I'll be glad to uh, direct you. Absolutely, in any way I can. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share this with you and the platform to speak this um, wonderful tool. Thank you, Claudia, for the opportunity. No, I'm very grateful. And everybody that is listening and will listen, just know that you can replay as many times. It's always free. You can um, send it to friends. They can just listen to this. Because this information that we have today something to release you're going to find out there's mm-hmm. many things that later on you're going to say oh this is what don talked about because many right. times when we in when we talk about astrology or the cosmos it's many things that are about to happen or that will mm-hmm. happen 
So it's a lot of information. So just replay, release it to your convenience. And Don, thank you so much for this. This has been so beautiful. And again, you, the doors are open for you to come back whenever you want. So thank you thank so much. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy. Be safe. And I hope the the heat, at least here in North Carolina, that it gets a little lower as, as we <laughs> end this summer, which has been very hot. But thank you. Right. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.